And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who? We're 25 minutes into a conversation between ourselves <laughs> and us recording. Uh, how, do um, we, how did neither of us notice? <laughs> uh, you can tell it's a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's give you the highlight. <laughs> the highlights. Uh, uh, team of the week. We got a lot of players in team of the week. Yep. Uh, Steven Dos Santos, player of the week. Lagos Gunga, uh, first goal, goal first in start. Uh, first start in USL League One, first goal in five years professionally. Uh, and yeah, uh, Luis, first team of the week. Oh, yeah. Luis. Uh, then Luis, Dion, Marco, all making team of the week, all playing really well. Yeah, well deserved by all the guys. Great effort um, there. Uh, that win at Tormenta, I think, definitely helped. Um, you know, given the gift by former Union Omaha captain uh, Dalton Newton, uh, yep. a professional foul and misjudging where he was. Uh, didn't realize was a, he was the last person back. Yeah, did not realize he was last man back and denying a goal, obvious goal scoring opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the red card particularly changed the game. I, I think we would have yeah. put up at least three. Uh, we put out a very very fast side, uh, which worked very well on against Tormenta, who uh, I it felt like it got them off guard uh, to an extent. Yeah, I mean. It, it was it was Lagos' first start, like we said, and pairing him with Noe, which we haven't seen yet, was really good and really dangerous. Yeah, uh, I I liked it, um, mm-hmm. but again, just very fast um, against a team uh, that itself is very fast. Like Tormenta mm-hmm. has some very fast pieces. You know, they picked up. We have what now three former Union Omaha players with Toby, yeah, uh, John Murphy Jr. and Dalton. So yeah, all of whom like Dalton's not particularly fast, but he's great at distribution. Um, so you don't need him to be fast, but Toby and John both very fast players. Um, so, Toby, uh, Toby also just re- really good at, with with his vision and seeing the field. Oh yeah. Well, and then you have um, Sterling down there, who's quick, very good with the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now an early red card, but we had already scored. We we'd already we scored by that point. So yeah, so we were, we were already up, um, and you know it was a game that Tormented needed a win on, um, and I think it just. It slipped. Our mentality came in stronger. And we, we came out with a, a beautiful scoreline. Yeah, one of the things that we had been mentioning before uh, was that uh, during the team talk, Dom and, and Peter had mentioned it as well, talked about a lot of the mentality. That was what a lot of, um, it seems like Dom's style uh, kind of focuses on building is that mentality. And so it it's interesting to begin to see that come through. And like we have at points, right? But uh, yeah. even more so. 
No, I mean, with Jay, he was, you know, your prototypical American coach. Stamina, uh, endurance. You know, I, I could imagine him doing beep tests after a loss sort of sort of coach. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. but very, very much focused on the physical attributes of the team, making them the the best physically they could be. Whereas with in the team talk, which if you didn't get a chance to attend, is available in its entirety on our Instagram uh, through a phone feed. Um, we we try to live stream every st- single one of those over the course of the season, but we have all of them up on our Instagram, um, almost all of them up on our Instagram. I think we missed one or two of the first ones um, and available in the real section for you to view. But Dom, while I don't think he's lacking on the, the physical approach to the, the team, is so much more mentality-based, so much more building that chemistry, um, no, getting the guys to see his vision and, and making them tough. They're they're not giving up after you know sixty minutes anymore. They're not giving up after seventy minutes. We really saw that click. I think back in July. Uh, yeah, like end of June, because we st- we had before our, the win streak even happened. The four of the six games before it were wins. So yeah. it's like that start. I think it was a game against Tormenta in late June that that started. Yeah. And um, jokingly, I've said it was after their Fontenelle Forest uh, tree excursion, but it was right around that time, though. Uh, you know, the the team was promoting a lot of the team building activities they were doing with their partners, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Uh, gave us a delicious pizza from Virtuoso in the form of the Mason Muller. Um, but Dom went into some great detail about the small exercises he was having the guys do just to be able to, you know, quick react to everybody really just get, get what's going on. Um, almost anticipating everybody else on that squad and how they were going to think and how they were going to react, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be massive going into Madison. So Madison, we, it's a tough place to play. We kind of talked about that um, a, no, a lot wait, before. Not, uh, yeah. We talked about that a lot before. I mean, we've talked about it a lot before <laughs> um, the, our current record playing 11 games against Madison. We've won two, we've drawn six and we've lost three. So if we did get a win, it would even up that score. But it's it's one thing where it's still a very even game, but we've only beat them twice. And they're the team we've played almost the most amount of times, I think. Either them or Greenville. Yeah, no, it's the team we've played the most amount of times because this is going to be our 12th oh, yeah. game against them. We've only played... We've played three other teams 10 times. Chat, Greenville, and Tormenta. Tucson would have been close there this year. Oh, that's true. Tucson would have been because we play we play Tucson seven times, and then if you add another three, they'd be at ten at least. So, yeah. RIP Tucson. 
RIP. They might be coming back with all the Western teams getting added. They they might. I know that when they went down, their ownership group's intention, their new ownership group's intention was to bring them back to League One. Um, so, which which but, with with the California teams happening right now that we're hearing about, maybe that does happen. But I wouldn't expect it until at least twenty five, if not twenty six. Well, speaking of former Tucson players, um, Jake Crawl. Uh, is up there in Madison. Um, and as as we mentioned, Madison is a tough place to play. It's a tough team for Union Omaha to play against, no matter our form. Uh, we, it's going to be sold out, or close to it, they said. Oh, yeah, against, against their greatest rival. Against their number one rival, <laughs> Union Omaha. Um, it's I, nice. I didn't. I didn't actually get to see Yogi's response to that because I'm like not on Twitter at all anymore. But I, I, I think I saw someone post it, and it was it was yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's nice that their front office finally acknowledged that Union Omaha's rival, uh, their biggest rival. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not a marketing stunt. Uh, but uh, because this game's important for them. It's important for us as well, and we'll talk about that, but it's also important for them because if they if they do anything other than win, Tormenta can catch them because even if they draw and Tormenta wins, Tormenta's through on, on, on the tiebreaker. It is arguably more, more important for them than us. Mm-hmm. We're guaranteed a home playoff match no matter what. We could lose, still get a home playoff match. That's good for the business side. That's good for our players. Good for the fans. You get another chance to see Union Omaha at home. A win secures us the players' shield as well as a first round buy. And home field advantage. Home field advantage for every game we play. Every game. So if we made the final, we would be guaranteed a home playoff match. A draw, a draw would also guarantee us a buy. However, a draw still means North Carolina could catch us. So because they have the tiebreak over us. So draw, we would leave ourselves up to North Carolina. A loss, Northern Colorado even comes into the picture. Because if they would win and we would draw, they would pass us by tiebreak. Or sorry, if they would win and we would lose, they would pass us by tiebreak. So win, we're first, no, it doesn't matter. Yep. Draw, we're second, maybe first if North Carolina does bad, but then they don't have that tough of a game. Uh, and then uh, loss, we're, who knows? So let's just win. <laughs> yeah, we, a win, just, it gives us that week off, um, you know, just a, a good overall mood going into everything. I think that is the ideal position everyone wants to be in. Um, and I mean, the guys, the guys want that, you know, oh, yeah. let you don't want to be playing another game if you don't have to, especially um, with, with how we started the season. Right. And what it was looking like at the start of the season, like, Oh man, will we even make the playoffs this year? And to becoming like, we have a chance to, to win it. 
to, to at least win the regular season for sure. And then, you know, go on to the playoffs. Like we have that chance. So I, I feel like, you know, that's something where they're really going to be motivated to kind of fully show, you know, kind of the doubters wrong from the beginning of the year. Well, I mean, I, I'm well apologetic for having hit the panic button, but it was nice to hear at the team talk that Dom also was was hitting the panic button uh, during that awful run towards the, the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is such a such a mentally tough game for both teams uh, before putting yourself in that environment. As Warner Park can draw 4,500 people and it doesn't feel as full as a breeze um, field at, with 4,500 people. Like that is yeah. much more on top of you um, because of the proximity, it's a little bit louder. It's more urban. So it sounds bouncing off the apartment buildings on either side rather than yeah. going into the cornfield housing yeah. complexes um, out at Werner Park. It, it is a tough environment. And it really is going to boil down to who, in my my opinion, it is going to boil down to who has the better mental fortitude to get through this game and be able to brush off a, it doesn't matter what's happening, we're just coming here to win. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, like, that that's easier for Union Omaha to attain. Um, no, they control their fate, but it, their fate's already pretty good, even if everything goes to shit. Mm-hmm. So, whereas whereas Madison, they've been on such a poor run lately, like overall, you know, because um, they, I think they they've won one game since in the last two months. Yeah. So, they they've they've been in that playoff like a pretty comfortable playoff position. And they've just slowly watched it drop. A total of seven points since August. Yeah, seven. Well, seven points in the last month because their last their win before that was August 9th, I think. But then they had one win in September over Richmond. But that was that's been the only win in the past two months. Not great. Yeah. So, I mean. They they might see like the opposite, right? They might see where they were fine, they were in a decent position, and then kind of like us last year, where it just slowly goes down until you're like, oh crap, are we gonna fully miss the playoffs now? Yeah. Well, it, it's definitely an interesting spot. Um, as we were talking about in the unrecorded episode, um, the way that they have been playing goes from not letting pretty much any goals in to games where they just the dam opens and Mm -hmm. they they get scored on multiple times it seems like union omaha is on a goal scoring hot streak um you know steven with his hat trick an additional goal um, you know, Luis has been in great form. 
Lagos gets his first goal for Union Omaha. Uh, There's so much opportunity within Union Omaha to to just continue bettering ourselves um, up the the goal differential. Um, And, you know, Steven and Noe are not technically out of the Golden Boot race. So... They're on 12 goals uh, so far this season, and that's it. Trevor Ramon is at 22. 20, 22, 23, something like that. Yep. So 10, 11 goals by either one of them or both of them uh, individually. So 22 goals total, 26 <laughs> goals total. Hey. Scoring like every have. four minutes or something. We can do it. Believe in us. Uh do we think we see any changes from the lineup against Tormenta? I could see not having uh, Lago start again, but I feel like after having such a good game, I think that's that's a hard decision to make. Because um, like normally someone like Joe uh, Brito would start there, or or, uh, or something like that. I mean. With Connor out, you're you're having to play Pedro back as the the other six there, which is not ideal, but kind of what it seems like has been the solution. Well, like yeah. Pedro has done very well in it in a pinch at that six role. Yeah, it's just um, it's not ideally where you'd want to play him, but like yeah, he he has stepped in very very well. So it seems like we're kind of playing Luis as the ten. And then having Noe and Lagos or Joe when he comes in, or either Joe on the on the wings, you know, um, and then Steven up top, uh, really really settling into that four two three one. But yeah, I don't. Unless Lucas maybe healthy, maybe you see that. But I, yeah, I I, I don't know. I I don't. My current thought on Luca is maybe you just wait for the playoffs with him. But like get him get him sub appearances like he has been. Because he played, I think, was it 10 minutes on Wednesday and then 20 minutes on Saturday, something like that? Yeah, and he came in more in the midfield in that six role, didn't he, on Saturday? I No, no, no. He came in on, on the back, and then we shifted. I think Shaft shifted over to the right because Dion came out. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Marco, Marco flexed oh. out to left back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't think we see Lucas start. I, I mm-hmm. it the flying wings has been very good for us. Oh yeah. Um, I could see Joe Brito instead of Noe for this, just to have the as Brito has great service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you no, know, getting it over over what can be a very tough back line. Um, Steven has been very good about muscling into those situations. Uh, drawing the fouls where he needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lagos has shown that he is very good at getting into those, um, finding the opportunities. Yeah, it it seems like Lagos is is a bit more of a dribbler, though I would say, because um, that was that was how he scored, right? He just dribbled past everyone and scored, and how he created yeah. the goal for for Noe, I think too. Um, so it'd be interesting having those competing factors. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if you maybe even see him swap wings of points throughout too. I can see that. Yeah. If, if you were doing that. No, I, I, 
the midfield's the only place I could see potential changes, but mm. I'm not strongly swayed one way or the other. Um, I'd still like to see Steinwasher get a start, but I don't think this is the game for it. Yeah, I like, don't think so. Steven's no. on a hot streak, but just just let the boy go. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's done so well recently. So. I mean, on, on, I guess, sorry. Oh, go. I was going to say on defense, really, the thing to consider is uh, probably Cheney, right? He scored against us, I think, twice, right? Because he scored in the first game. I think he scored one of the ones in the second game. Yeah. Um, and he's had, he's had 10 goals this season. So two of those have been against us out of the 10. Um, and he's, he's their, their biggest scoring threat, but they're somewhat a little like us, just not to the extent where they have a bunch of people who have contributed like little little goals here and there. Um, it's just that we've kind of had more goals in, in total. So we've had more, more on that, but yeah, it it could come from anyone like Cheney's going to be the main threat, but like it could kind of come from anywhere. So I think that'll be where the way we have had had our defense is the solid center backs Mm -hmm. and Dion and Shaft able to get to wherever. Plus with our sixes, JP has been so solid for the most part there. Um, And Pedro, Pedro is putting in the work. It's not his preferred position, Mm -hmm. but he has stepped up in such a huge way there. And really, really shown at that uh, sixth position. Especially trying to replace someone like Connor, right? Yeah. Like, that's 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 a tough task, and it, and he yep. stepped up really well into it. Yeah. Like, I, I have a hard time justifying any changes, but I think our bench is also so deep that, um, you know, we, we have the options if something's not working for Dom to just make that switch and bring mm-hmm. on somebody who can be an instant impact every single time. Um, yeah. What's your biggest worry about this game? I mean, other than that, we, we draw like we have most of the times we play Madison uh, or, or even lose like we have done more. <laughs> yep. Um, as far as like in in the game itself, I mean, I I would worry giving up an early goal or like g- essentially giving up the first goal because I feel like if we if we score the first goal and we we kind of can press the gas then and keep going because then you stretch them out a bit more right and that's not quite how they want to play they want to play more compact they have gotten zero zero games. A lot um, or like one zero games. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that if if they score the first goal somehow off a set piece, off a good counter, off something, and then just bunker, that might yeah. be hard for us to break down. Yeah. Um, that That's more or less where, where I'm at is our ability to defend a set piece and prevent an early goal. Mm-hmm. I. I think we've got to score in the first 15 minutes to hope for a win. Um, there, 
they're going to try and break us down. That pitch is not fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the the e- energy being thrown by their crowd is going to wear wear us down a little bit. Um, our, we have some veterans who are very good at absorbing that level of energy, but then we have some some newer guys who aren't really used to that. Um, so yeah, especially with that with like that engaged of a crowd, like like no no offense to other teams in League One, right? But you know we have one of the better home crowds and they haven't really faced a really like super strong away crowd. I would say like, this is probably going to be other than maybe Richmond, you know, the biggest away crowd they faced. Yeah. So it's, it is a different experience and like we could, we could go, I I'm thinking back to the, the Fuego game recently where we were down, but we had looked good. And then we, you know, with the kind of the crowd's enthusiasm helped kind of spur them on and, and we're able to get those two goals to win. But they won't have that. I mean, they'll have some people. I know you're going up, but, you know, yep. they won't have the, the whole stadium on their side to do that. So it's it's going to be a bit more taxing. Yeah. It's going to be, be a tough one. All right. Score prediction. I almost don't want to give one. I'll, I'll say two to one. I'll stick with my with my standard. All right, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> you, Kyle. Uh, I got one question for you, Kyle. All right. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do.